Broadcasting from the Queen City, breaking down business, leadership, community, and family. Here's your host, the president and CEO of the Northern Cincinnati Foundation, Aaron Satzker. So we are in downtown Cincinnati at the U.S. Cincinnati Regional Chamber today, and we are with Brendan Cole. He is the new president and CEO of the chamber, and we are thrilled to be here. Thanks so much. I'm really glad to have you here today. Uh, it's going to be an awesome weekend in Cincinnati. We are recording this on Taylor Swift weekend, and so maybe as we're talking, there's going to be hordes of people headed down to the merchandise bus. Uh, <laughs> including us. Including us. We're going there afterwards, we're yes, to get our teas. Um, it's going to be a great weekend in yeah. downtown Cincinnati, but it's really a great weekend for the entire region. Uh, we have hotels from Westchester to Florence that are filled with people this weekend who are going to be part of the experience. Wow. And so it's a tremendous economic impact for our community. And so we're excited. Uh, I'm glad you're here this weekend. I know. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm going on Saturday. You're going to be there on Saturday I'm going to be there well. on Friday. Friday. Oh, on yep. Friday. Yep. That's the better day I hear. Yeah. You know? Friday. It's going to be good. It'd be great. Yeah. So you asked me about me. My yes. my quick story is I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. I moved here to Cincinnati in 1995 to go to Xavier University and uh, never really left. Uh, I spent a few years right out of college. I studied organizational communications and I spent a few years out of college working for a small firm called Global Lead Management Consulting, which did uh, diversity and inclusion training 25 years ago now um, wow. for Procter & Gamble and The Limited and companies all over the world, founded by uh, Great Living Cincinnatian Janet B. Reed. Um, I did that for two years, but I had this interest in politics and that motivates so many people at that particular age. And through a mentor at Xavier, got connected with uh, Charlie Lucan, who was the mayor of Cincinnati at the time. And I spent five years working for Charlie when he was the mayor um, from 2000 to 2005. And what was, uh, I think, relevant to my own kind of life experience and career experience was that was a really pivotal moment in our city and region's history. It was the time of civil unrest in Over the Rhine um, after Timothy Thomas uh, was killed. And uh, it was a a real moment where this community had to look itself hard in the eyes and in the mirror and decide how it wanted to move forward. Uh, And so at the time, then it led to some pretty significant uh, police reforms, police community reforms that are the model for the nation. Uh, Both the FOP and community groups are proud of them to this day, 20 years later. Uh, It led to the creation of 3CDC and the resurgence of Over the Rhine as a destination neighborhood and now one of the best neighborhoods in the United States. Uh, So for me, it was being in the office and working with the media and the council and the business community, especially learning how we do things in this community and that you can't get big things done like the creation of 3CDC, um, like the expansion of the convention center without working very closely with the business community. That makes a lot of sense. And it seems like you've been like, frankly, training for this position. You know what I mean? Like leading up to this point. And now you're here and I was looking at census data and I was actually really impressed um, with the last census, the 2020 census, showing that Cincinnati is indeed growing. And it's the first time in 70 years that it's seen growth uh, via that census data. And I was really like excited about that. Yeah. Um, and just frankly, looking at Hamilton County, Butler County, Warren County, Claremont yeah. and Boone, again, all growing. Yep. Um, and so what do you think about that? Because I mean, 
that's that's great for our region. You know, it's terrific. Uh, and it's, um, I'll bring it back to business for a minute because, yeah. a, you know, after I left the mayor's office, I spent 10 years at Kroger, mm-hmm. uh, which is now one of the largest companies, largest employers in our region. Um, and they are singularly focused on growth, uh, growing their stores, growing their employees, making sure that they are um, continuing to serve. And that growth mentality actually, I think, applies to this entire region. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, the city itself is about 300,000 people in a region of 2.2-ish million people. Um, our chamber, uh, is a, the, the regional chamber, uh, represents Northern Kentucky, Southeast Indiana, and all of Southwest Ohio, so a 16-county MSA. Um, but what we see when we compare ourselves to our peers is that we have a older city in the center that lost a lot of population for decades and decades and decades and has now turned that around and is growing again. That signals very well for the entire region. Um, So we have strong growth in Butler County, strong growth in Warren County, strong growth in our Northern Kentucky counties. And now that Hamilton County is turning things around, the the sky's wide open for us to be able to uh, capitalize on that from an economic growth perspective. Yeah. I I mean, I couldn't agree more. And and frankly, what a great background to to really learn about growth um, with Kroger. Yeah. Can I just say that my first job ever at 15 years old was bagging groceries and pushing. I was the cart girl at Kroger on Route 42 in, in uh, Sharonville, Ohio. Is that right? So, yeah. So I love Kroger. It was like a great training, right? And It was um, awesome. And that was a very, you know, uh, for good first job. Uh, my first job. So other than a paper route, my first job was a bagger at yes. the Big Bear, which yeah. was a grocery store in Columbus, Ohio, which is okay. uh, near where, where I grew up. And um, I have distinct memories of getting to know people as you took their groceries to their carts, which people don't really do anymore. But um, that was a thing. Like you that would talk to people on the way out and get to know people. It was such a great yeah, um, really community was. connector. And you would be like, uh, now I've learned that this person likes uh, double bag plastic outside <laughs> yes, of the paper. Exactly. And <laughs> oh, those were the worst. <laughs> no offense. If anyone's learning, listening who learning. likes the plastic uh, on the paper, it's super it hard. A lot. It was a big, it was a big combo. Yes, exactly. Um, but no, that's great. I love that, that we, I, I feel like a lot of synergy with you on your background. Um, and yeah. um, it sounds like you have some good political experience as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think it helps bring people along to have that. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's tricky these days to talk about politics because I think our politics are so fractured that um, people say, oh, are you on that team or this team? Um, and what's really great is, you know, you, when you work for a mayor, mm-hmm. um, teams don't really matter. Um, because you're filling potholes on streets that have Democrats and potholes that have on streets that have Republicans and the police don't ask your partisan identity when they knock on your door because you've called them because they need help, uh, because you need help. And so, um, that experience gave me a very much, uh, of a middle of the road. How do I serve people? Um, and instinctively that work, uh, with the city at the time taught me that, Business has such a role to play in shaping policy and direction for a community. And that, if there's one through line in my entire life, it's been career. It's been how do we make sure that we connect business leaders to civic growth and civic initiatives that get things done. Yeah. Now it's true with Sorta, uh, where we were able to expand transit in the community in a pretty major way. My first, um, my, my, in, in the last seven years that I've been here at the chamber, we've, we, that was a big focus for us. But all that was about making sure that elected officials of both parties 
understood the business need for expansion of transit and funding of infrastructure, and then arriving on a solution that everybody could get behind and support. And so it's a community. And this, this is true for whether or not you live in downtown Cincinnati or Westchester or Amelia. Our focus has in this community, one of our I don't, I don't know if it's our, in our secret sauce or our, in our DNA is that we get things done when we include business leaders and get business leaders to be generous, committed, thoughtful, civic partners. We have an yes. incredible tradition of that here. Yes. And um, that that's how we will continue to win. I think that's great. And I, I find that really in you know anything in that community builder space, right? right. Is that you need the entrepreneurs to set the example to give back um, to the community, whether that be through pushing just civic engagement or just community initiatives or whether it's philanthropy. Yep. Um, and I love that about the entrepreneurs in Cincinnati. Um, we work with so many of them and they are always you know, wanting to give back and do something for their neighbors. And I think it's such a generous giving community. And I really find that we're blessed to be working yeah. in Cincinnati, both you and I, you know, it's just, it's impressive. Yeah, they. Um, we were we were talking about individual people beforehand who we know um, who um, they show up at work every day. They're building a business there, and then when they go home, or even during the day, they're thinking about what do I do to make this place better for the long run. And that's um, a hallmark of our community as, as well. Is it's this slow and steady growth. We're not a boom and a bust town. We're not a region that gets. Um, when there's a when there's a, an economic downturn, it, it's it's not as it hasn't been as difficult here as it has been in other parts of the country because we sure. have a diverse economy and we have a generous, robust, dedicated business community that helps steer us through those sorts of things. And that's a um, you know for people who are listening, you 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 should know you live in a community that has those traits because it's it makes it it makes it better than so many places. It does. We talk about. Um, I talked to our, we have a, a program called Leadership Cincinnati and uh, it attracts executives from all over the region. We have other leadership programs as well. And when I go talk to those groups, um, I talk about something called a community quotient. And we all know what an IQ is. Everyone knows that. And everyone knows what an EQ is. It's usually, you know, somebody who has one and somebody who doesn't have an EQ. Yes, you do. Um, with a community quotient or a CQ, we want leaders in Cincinnati who understand the community in which they operate and they understand the nuance of living in Butler County versus living in Northern Hamilton County and the differences in neighborhoods and um, how, how things work here. Those are the most successful leaders. And a big part of what we try to do here at the chamber is make sure that we help business leaders fulfill that CQ and grow their CQ so that they can be fully committed to what the promises of Cincinnati yeah, I think that that's very impactful, you know, and I haven't heard that terminology yeah. or verbiage and it's really great. Um, I think probably, I know sometimes I can take that for granted, right? I've always been in this community service space and um, dialed into the needs and you realize that maybe you're building your business and you're working really hard and you, you want to know how to help, but your CQ is not there, yeah. right? Um, so that's great. I The I, best I kind of that. leaders are the ones who... I always think about a, a CFO. You can have mm -hmm. a brilliant CFO who knows the numbers in and out. Can can you know advise a company on a merger like in their sleep? And they're a great manager and a great leader, and their team loves them. They have high IQ, high 
EQ, they will make better decisions if they are plugged into the community in which they operate, if they know what's happening outside the four walls of their business. And an organization like yours, like the one that I am fortunate to work for, um, part and parcel of what we do is about connecting people to what's happening here um, so that they can find ways to, you know, um, fulfill the mission of their business or their personal goals, those sorts of things. And that, I do think that is different than here than it is elsewhere because of our history, because of the kinds of people who live here, that this is a a place where um, that works and that will be our success metric over a long time. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think that, you know, Cincinnati, it's like this small city and I just, you know, everyone says that, right. It's like, you're talking and you're like, Oh my gosh, uh, such and such is my neighbor. And I know this person or high school. school. Yeah. Yeah. What high school did you go to by the way? Well, I was from Columbus. So I've never been able to answer You claim Xavier. So this is Xavier. I say Xavier, but I'm Mount Notre Dame. So, you know, yeah, (laughs) I know. I, well, so if we, if we pushed pause, we would stop and talk about all the people that we know who went there. There's, um, some people don't like the question. That question, the question, yes, is the how question. people talk about it. Um, <laughs> so and it, increasingly, as we welcome people to Cincinnati from other places, and they are, I didn't go to high school here, so what do you expect me to say? Yeah, um, I can see why that would be. That's a um, uh, maybe a barrier question or something sure. that is. But I think the reality is what people are really trying to say is just tell me, tell me your story. They're looking for a way to connect it to somebody. Yeah. And so if you assume that somebody is coming at it from good intent and that they're not going to immediately stereotype you and say, Oh, you went to, you went to Lakota. I know people went to Lakota and I know what that's like. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't think most people do that. I think most people are just looking for a connection and that's something unique in Cincinnati too. Right. They just want to know what neighborhood you grew up in and do we know some of the people and, you know, and, and again, I think it is just tell me your story, even if you're from uh, Columbus or Cleveland or Florida, wherever you're from, I think people just want to welcome you into Cincinnati get you integrated and connected. And it, that's a great thing about yes. Cincinnati. That's, that's the hope for always. Um, I think it's as our, as our community grows, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that will be, um, um, uh, that'll be harder to do, uh, because wow. so, which is okay. I mean, if you look at, uh, Na- two cities like Nashville and Denver have had enormous growth, so much growth. And yes. so, um, the folks who have lived there for 40 years are still really important. They, create culture and they're part of the history, but it's a community that just is so used to new people all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and to their, to their benefit, um, their economy's grown, small yes. businesses thrive, uh, people flock there, kids stay there. Uh, right. and we've got to get to that mentality. That's a big focus of what we'll be talking about here at the chamber is, um, how do we get this to be a community that starts growing faster than we've been. In the I past think year. that that's like a good focus and that that's something that anyone can get on board and in, in Cincinnati in the business community. Right. Right. So let's, let's dive into a little bit kind of regional growth. You know, we're the Northern Cincinnati foundation. Um, and obviously so many people are member like chamber yeah. members down here. Um, and we kind of span from like that Madeira Indian Hill area up North Westchester, Liberty, Mason, Loveland, you know, the, kind of that whole area all the way up to Middletown and Lebanon. Um, and so there's like that growth corridor they talk mm-hmm. about. What are your thoughts on that in the chamber? And like, what can we, for example, do to help um, lead that growth or initiatives we can take? I think, well, you know, super big perspective mm-hmm. would be 
we all have to understand that we're in this together. And what happens in downtown Cincinnati, what happens in Florence or Alexandria, what happens in Sharonville matters to the other places. And so if there's a big job, uh, uh, addition. If we if we had 500 jobs in Sharonville, not everybody's going to live in Sharonville. Some of those folks are going to live in Florence and be driving up. And so we have to start thinking about things. We have beautiful neighborhoods here that everyone's very proud of. We wear our neighborhoods with pride. Um, but the ups and downs of this community, we're all tied together. Yeah. Uh, and that... Um, could, could not be more true in this particular moment. I think sometimes we get our heads, we're focused really hyper-locally on our, our space that is around us. Um, thinking regionally uh, is really going to be a success driver for us. So what we endeavor to do as the regional chamber is be as many places as possible. And so that means working with some of the, um, you know, more geographic chambers, like my good friend Joe Hinson in yeah. Westchester. And, you know, you think about all of the other uh kind of smaller neighborhood centric or small municipality centric uh, business organizations. How do we connect um, and think about a big regional wide growth strategy? Candace McGraw is our board chair. She runs the airport. Um, People who fly in and out of CBG are all over this region. And so she's talking to everybody and the economic growth that happens there affects everybody, whether you're within, you know, 10 or 50 miles. Right. Which is amazing. And frankly, like right now this, you know, you think about even our sports teams, right? Oh my gosh. Right now, the Reds. Yeah. I mean, how many games have we won now? Uh, it's awesome. It's right amazing. Now. And then um, we have FC Cincinnati that's doing great. The Bengals are doing great. We've got Taylor Swift Ta- coming, and all of that matters. It matters. Um, and it matters as much as, you know, great neighborhoods do in our suburbs. It matters as much as industrial parks do where there's tons of jobs, all of that connectivity and that diversity within our region makes us strong. Interestingly, you know, when I moved here in 95, I remember going to Dayton and the drive between where I was at Xavier and Dayton, there was this period where you were just it didn't there was feel no like there was land. nothing going yeah. on. You know, the, there were not even as many exits as there are now. Right. It's pretty much now a straight shot to Dayton where you feel like you're in a city or urban environment all the way. You do. And You've got Austin Boulevard. Exactly. And, I mean, Franklin. And more people Middleton. are living in Dayton and working here and vice versa. And so that's the other big key to us, I think, from a national perspective is we've got to start thinking about ourselves as – Start at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, go all the way to CVG, and think about the size of that economy. Um, we'd be the top twenty MSA in the country if we were thinking about ourselves the same. Top twenty media market in the country if we thought our, ourselves the same way. And so we focus a lot on making sure that we're talking to Dayton because we think our economic fortunes are tied together in a way. If we capitalize on it, we'd be able to grow in a big way. I think it's a very uh, high level strategy. Um, and it's good benchmarking, right? Like regionally, yep. um, to just be better. Yeah. Um, I think if you're not benchmarking and working, um, with, you know, the other areas, I know for us as Northern Cincinnati foundation, I enjoy benchmarking with Nancy Grayson, yeah. um, in Northern Kentucky. Um, and I think you all need each other because it, it just helps you grow and be better. Um, so I love to hear that you guys are doing that and you're collaborating. And I find that so important in those, um, community builder roles. And I kind of look at, look at 
uh, look to you as that, right? That you are. I mean, yes, it's the business community, but you're still making sure that this is a great region to live, work, and play in perpetuity. That's right. That's the whole region. Yes. And think about, so we've spent a lot of time, this organization over the last almost two decades focused on our singular biggest public policy project Mm -hmm. has been fixing the Brent Spence Bridge. Tell me about this. And it's finally happening. This is just amazing. It's amazing. I didn't think it would ever happen. I didn't either. And I, you know, um, I've spoken to elected officials going back 10 years about it, even in my time at Kroger, because it was so important from a commerce perspective. But just think about what that connects in our region and how up and down 75 that the, you know, it's 3% of the nation's GDP goes through our region on that on, on that bridge. And the fact that we are going to invest almost $2 billion in fixing it and making this, you know, an economic superhighway through yes. our region is going to benefit everybody up and down 75 from, you know, Austin Landing all the way down to Union, Kentucky. And that, I mean, and beyond, which it, is just exactly. amazing. Um, you know, I remember when I worked in DC for Speaker Boehner, and this was, you know, we were just attempting for so long, right? Everybody wanted this to to happen, um, and just the economic impact of it, right? Um, and he I knew so he glad. would see us coming. He would. He, he knew exactly. Knew, what do you, you want to talk about the bridge? And we'd say, <laughs> yes, we do. And he knew right away what, he, what to talk about. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. And yep. um, he didn't do earmarks, so you know the conversation wasn't long. But um, but you know, it's just so exciting. And everybody knew that this was something that needed to be accomplished. So, well, he got it. And, and frankly, um, you know, leaders who have, uh, vision and foresight like him understood mm-hmm. that that bridge is not just a bridge and exactly. what it will do to our economy. Um, by the way, while it's being built, it's an enormous injection of economic benefit to our community sure. jobs, uh, you know, people shopping and doing all the things they do, buying supplies. Uh, but for the long term, uh, it solidifies our place on on a one of the most important corridors in the country. And if you're a history dork uh, like me, you I know that too, like if, if a railroad was was to move away from a community or a highway was to move out of a community, that could be detrimental for forever. That was it. Yes. And so the fact that we're investing in this and creating it as a through way um, t- to boost our economy um, keeps us uh, in a place where we have an opportunity to grow and capitalize on that for a long time to come. In Cincinnati, Taylor Swift weekend, I've read a lot of articles on economic impacts. Can you tell me? Um, yeah, if you want to get your news out this weekend, just yes. put Taylor Swift in the headline. It's going to get clicks. <laughs> it's crazy. We did an economic uh, a report about the uh, economic impact of Taylor Swift coming this weekend. By the time you hear this, it will have happened and uh, will have been an incredible weekend. But we estimated that the um, economic impact of Taylor Swift um, is about $48 million of new money to our economy. There's money that will always already be spent. Folks who you know, generally go out during a weekend and do those sorts of things. This is new money. So wow, new money. We're, the, we're her only yeah. show in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. So we got people coming from all over for this. I know people who are coming from coasts to come see uh, her here. But what it does for the region, we're focused on the chamber. Our, our strategy that we'll launch uh, at the beginning of next year is going to be focused on three things. Growing the population, which we've talked about. Growing the economy, which we've talked about. And then growing cultural vibrancy in our region. And 
look, ta- I don't know. Taylor Swift is like cultural vibrancy galore. But, and then by the way, a month later or not even a month later, we'll have the Cincinnati music festival here. Uh, it's the Snoop Dogg is the headline this year. Oh if I remember correctly at, at Paycor stadium, um, that event has been going on for 30 or 40 years. I think it's probably even longer. That. And it's the second largest festival of its kind in the country. The only one's bigger is the essence festival in New Orleans. And it's an incredible, Incredible economic uh, injection. Hundred and I think it's a hundred million dollar economic impact that uh, event. Since a music festival, people come from Baltimore and Chicago and all over the country to it. Those kinds of things that happen in Cincinnati put us on the map and make people want to be here. We yeah. don't look around. There's no mountains. There's no ocean. Not nearby. Sure. But people will live in a place like this and they will flock to a place like this if this is a place where they think things like this happen. Fun things are happening. Yes. It's why we do Blink. You, you, you yeah, know, we so talked tell about me Blink. about this. Yes, we sat down with jo- Josh Huser like, yeah. I don't know, a month ago and it was an incredible story that he shared with us about Blink. So tell me about all the things that the chamber does that maybe sets it apart from other, other chambers and kind of initiatives and yeah. Fun activities. We lean into the culture of vibrancy. There are some chambers who do, you know, policy. We do that. There are some chambers who do group buying power, health insurance, and workers' comp. Uh, we do that uh, with Shakely as our workers' comp partner. We lean into that as well, too. We also do cultural vibrancy. And so we run Oktoberfest, which is the largest Oktoberfest outside of Munich. Um, I go every year, by the way. It's the best. Um, uh, back on Fifth Street this year. Uh, okay. A little breaking news uh, that we'll have it back on Fifth Street. I like Fifth Street better. Fifth Street's awesome. <laughs> uh, it'll be back on Fifth. Um, we do Taste of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, which is a you know the longest running culinary festival in the country. Uh, the Asian Food Fest, which. This year was on Court Street and had an enormous crowd of of Cincinnatians from all over the region. People said the food was phenomenal. Yes, and the the um, the the Asian food community in Cincinnati is unparalleled. It's awesome. Uh, and many of the the restaurants that were featured are small businesses that are all over the region. Somebody in Westchester, somebody in Kentucky, somebody all, all over. So and they cool. all come down here for the for Court Street. And then the crowd was phenomenal. So we lean into that. Blink, you know, the first year we did Blink, I was, I've been here for all three so far. And the first year we did it, uh, our person who was in charge of marketing at the time, um, was a, a guy by the name of Rich Wahlberg, who has since passed away. He was a, a dear friend and uh, West. Did you know Rich? Yeah. Westchester resident. Yes. Uh, his wife Cindy. Uh, wonderful people. And Rich was in charge of marketing at the time. Brilliant PR strategist. And he, he, somebody came up to Rich and said, "Do you think anybody's going to come?" Because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know if anyone would show up at Blink. And on that first night after the parade, there were so many people downtown that. It was the road, the police couldn't move, the roads were jammed up, people were walking around, they just, everyone took over the streets and walked around and saw art and culture and it it was this incredible experience. And Rich, all weekend long, he kept leaning over to me and goes, do you think anybody's going to come? Do you think anybody's (laughs) going to come? And we knew we had something special with, with, um, with Blink. And so it got bigger the next year, went over to Covington. Um, this past time we did it, a first one post pandemic in 2022. Uh, it'll be back in 2024. Um, I'm already o- ready for it. October it's of 2024. So it'll be incredible. And it's like something you can bring your kids to. Yes. Um, it's just, it's for everybody. The art, uh, our executive director of Blink is named Justin Brookhart. And he went to Sydney, Australia this year to see Vivid, which is a similar event. Um, 
our, our the art and the installations that we have in Cincinnati, Ohio, that our whole region should be proud of and come see, um, was on par with or better than what he was seeing in, at Vivid. And we that's in Sydney, Australia. It's a 20 year old. That event. is um, honestly incredible. Yeah. Um, and I just know that I'm always going to go and I can only imagine the logistics of putting that on. Yeah. You know, it just, it's gotta be so it's much. tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've put on some events, yes. but this is, this it's is tricky. high level That's right. and a lot of moving parts. I can only imagine. Yeah. So it's really, tricky. I'm glad you guys are just doing all that for the city. We do it. Uh, we've had great partnerships with the city, um, uh, companies in town, uh, Procter and Gamble and, uh, Kroger and, um, Oh, once you start listening, you get in trouble. But if, if there's a company in town that you know, they helped us do Blink and make it happen. Arts Wave, which is a arts uh, regional arts, arts campaign f- yes. funding organization. They're the illuminating sponsor. Uh, the Hale Foundation, which has been a community foundation that you probably know and have worked with. Um, they are a big supporter of, of it as well, too. And so all of, all of us working together to be able to do things like that, um, it, I think it's, uh, great. it's great. Yeah. I think it's really great. So let's talk about or dive a little bit into kind of strategy on growth. And you're talking about, you know, trying to get this um, to grow even more rapidly, right? Um, I kind of look at that, frankly, as um, Northern Cincinnati Foundation. I mean, you guys are way ahead of where we are. But when you look at a business life cycle, right? We were founded, you know, everything at that small business level when it gets started, um, and now we've grown a lot. Um, we started as the Community Foundation of Westchester Liberty, and now we're the Northern Cincinnati Foundation, those northern regions. Yep. And we're continuing to grow on this growth trajectory. I kind of am using that as like an analogy for Cincinnati. I mean, just the fact that the census data um, is now great to see that, that yep. we are growing. And so I guess what is your vision and like diving a little bit more into some strategy thoughts and you're only six weeks in the job. So yeah, you know, I've been here um, seven years, so I'm building on a a a tremendous foundation. I started as our chief operating officer and became chief strategy officer, worked with Jill Meyer, who was our previous uh, CEO. And and she and I worked really closely on the last two strategies that we've been working on. We will explicitly focus on growth in this next strategy so that not just our organization, but our community has a growth mindset about Mm -hmm. what we can be. I think sometimes um, we're hardest on ourselves here. And um, uh, when people come, the best, some of the best parts of my job are when people come here from out of town and they say, I can't believe what you have here. And how has the world not discovered how incredible this is a place to raise a family or to start right. a small business or to take a risk on a um, business growth opportunity? Sure. Um, to buy a house. Buy I mean, a house. Yes. I mean, now we need more housing. Aspects. We need more yeah, housing because it's we not, do. it's a challenge for us, but um, that's part about us being able to grow. So our focus will be on um, growing population that, that um, involves partnering with um, in particular local universities. I mean, mm-hmm. Think about UC Miami, Xavier, Northern Kentucky, and uh, a lot of the other universities in the region. The amount of people who come to those institutions from outside of Cincinnati, um, if we could get 5%, 10% more of them to stay here after they graduate and get a jobs, suddenly our growth trajectory looks really different and, and it goes in the right direction, which by the way, you don't want growth just for growth's sake. You want growth because it leads to opportunity for all of us. It's better schools and better housing right. and better, uh, you know, uh, opportunity to create a small business, more things sure. to do, more create, more creativity. Mm-hmm. 
We, I, I swear Everyone this is wins. true. Everyone we had a conversation wins. with some um, chamber stakeholders and board members where uh, growth meant for one individual a better dating life in our community. Yeah. And that sounds like a funny thing. No, but like, I believe I that's believe a tr- you. That's yeah, an important I'd love to hear thing. That. Yeah. Um, so you want this to be a place where people can come and uh, meet people and realize that this is a place where they can have their life and, and have the kind of life that they want. We talk a lot about a future city and it applies to the whole region. If you believe that you can create your future in a place like Cincinnati, Ohio, and all of the suburbs and exurbs and counties and towns around here, you'll stay. Um, If you can see that future here, you'll stay. And that, so a lot of our work around talent development is is focused there. Business growth, it's about how do we work with uh, any organization that wants to grow, whether it's Kroger, um, merging with Albertsons, which will be one of the most important economic events in our our region's history. P&G's continued success, the airport, uh, having direct flights in and out of British Airways uh, to to London helps strengthen our um, connectivity to the world so businesses can thrive here. And then just most recently, um, Children's Hospital, uh, obviously headquartered in Clifton on Burnett, but having a huge campus in Westchester Liberty Liberty Township, um, number one children's hospital in the United States of America. Oh my gosh. When I saw that, I mean... Just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I know I know a lot of the team there at Children's. I'm sure you do yeah. as well at Cincinnati Children's. And I mean, I speak so highly of them. They literally saved my daughter's life, you know, at the age of four. And um, I just don't know that that, that would have happened had we been somewhere else. Yeah. If you're a parent, when you walk in there, you can, it, it, particularly if you've been through an experience like you've yes. been, you immediately feel that you're in the presence of greatness. I All just know. Everybody works yeah. I, I just feel like I'll never worry about it again. I'll just, I go, I go, you know, straight there. And, yep. um, I just trust the process there. It's like, I know that she's in the best hands and, um, if she, if that issue arises again in the future, like we go, we go there and yep. they have the A team. I call it the A team. The yeah. And think about what that does from, for our economy too. So from a growth perspective, mm-hmm. the fact that everybody's worked so hard to get children's to that spot, there will be more doctors who are recruited to this region who stay here because they want to work at children's hospital. There will be more research funding that helps spin off small businesses that grow into large businesses in the biohealth and, um, uh, health tech perspectives. Um, sure. all, all of that happens because of the attention and the work that the team at Children's has done so far. So that's all part of the critical growth strategy and making sure that the world understands that that kind of economy exists here in our region. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I love to hear people talking about strategic planning, by the way. I'm such like a, a you know, just a passion for it. Yeah. Because I say without that like plan, how are you advancing at the end of the day? So it's good to hear that you're that you are obviously strategy focused. I think you have to be, yeah, um, because otherwise there are so many directions you could go, um, and you need to have the whole team on board with with the strategy, right? Like we're going here, and this is a three to five year plan, and um, and so just, I commend you on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, you're a, you know we're a, um, you're talking about organizations. Our organization. Um, was founded in 1839. So we can, I did not know that. Yeah. We can see the 200th anniversary ahead. So our next strategic plan will be a five-year plan and it'll have a 15-year outlook that gets us to that 200-year uh, anniversary of this organization. And so we're thinking long-term about what we want this community to look like. And my message would be to any 
business person, whether you are have your business in Westchester or in Sharonville or Madeira um, or in Avondale or in Covington, mm-hmm. um, getting engaged in the work that we're doing, um, whether it's around leadership, around building a more vibrant culture, around growing businesses and supporting small businesses by uh, policy changes that make this a better place to open business by focusing on policy that allows this to be a pro-growth community so that folks who want to come here and build houses can do it. Um, that's the work that we're focused on and it will make a better economy for all of us. That's, that's our mission. That's what we're, we're focused on. I'm on board. I think it's great. Um, I just want to thank you so much, by the way, for taking time coming on what gives you obviously are going to do great things for our regional chamber um, and just, I'm excited to be working with you and see you grow in the position. Thanks, so, Aaron. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Community foundations, c- cities and regions that have a healthy community foundation network and um, who help connect people to the missions that we're talking about. I feel like we could talk for two hours. We could. Um, that is so crucial. And the generosity that uh, businesses and individuals show by connecting with their community foundation to support these sorts of efforts and initiatives, um, it's, it's, a, it's a game changer for us. We have great history with it. Um, and if we want to achieve that, that growth that we know will create more opportunity, it requires businesses and community foundations to be really locked arms working together. So thank you for what you do. Absolutely. Couldn't agree. And, uh, We'll make it a great weekend in Cincinnati, that's, that's right. for sure. That's right. See you down there. Thank you. <laughs> to learn more about how to expand your philanthropy, please reach out to the Northern Cincinnati Foundation. What Gives is produced and distributed by King Hightower Strategies. 